Good evening, Kabasi families, and welcome to another Kabasi Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and Rovers are in their beds. The sun has long gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning, before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table, and they are the color of a main summer sky. And each boy and each counselor looks at those blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your blue sheet about what did happen today. Except, of course, we're on day five of tribal games, so this is not a blue sheet. It is a normal white sheet. It is a schedule. But just in case you were wondering, the weather today was perfect. It started off cloudy in the morning, but you could see it on the weather report. It was going to be just the most amazing day, and that's exactly what happened. The sun came blazing out, burned off all of the clouds, and it was a bluebird day, a main summer sky all day long. It was hot, there was sweating, there was drinking of water, there were sports, there were people putting on sunscreen. It was very much a huge, perfect last day of tribal games. I'm going to get into all of that in a second, but that is what happened today in the weather world. I can tell you what it looks like today. It is the fifth day of a fierce tribal games. Usually at this stage, there is a, new, a winner that emerges. There is a pack that's chasing that winner. And there's often someone who is lagging behind. And maybe the, the chief of the lagging behind team has started to convert the entire identity of the lagging behind team into perhaps a spoiler team or a dangerous when cornered team. But that was not the case today. Not even a little bit. Every single time we announced the scores and that happened at the end of every meal everybody went stock still because they were gonna hear and they knew it that things were really close so for instance at lunch today the scores were in no particular order the eagles at 710 and a half points the owls excuse me the bears at 735 points the Stags at 735 points, and the Owls at 756.5 points. The 46 points dividing 1 and 4 is unheard of in Day 5. This is halfway through Day 5. It was so wild. It's just such an impressive, powerful, really wonderful effort by all of the Chiefs. We had four outstanding Chiefs. Alyssa Daggs-Mel, we already mentioned her on a different podcast. She's the operations coordinator and registrar during the year. Many of you have interacted directly with her and talked to her on the phone. She turns out to also be quite an amazing field general, very organized, charismatic. You got Big Danny, the head of football, the human mountain. He is just the, he's kind and he's gentle. And then he gets in front of a group and he just starts doing chants. And it's so loud. How do you feel? They're tired, we're not tired, that kind of thing. And then you've got one of the most popular and most friendly humans on the planet and also on Camp Cobbacy, on Planet Cobbacy, which is Brendan Oren, our hockey guy. Every single boy knows Brendan. Every single boy wants to fall on the sword for Brendan. And then you also have Jason Brockman, former camper, been here for years and grew about a million feet. He's it's like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, composed, Thoughtful, smart, and obviously carries the weight of a former camper with him. It was just such a cool series of leaders. I was there for the draft. They took different philosophies into the draft. They chose different people for different reasons. And then the contests were just so even. 
for pretty much the whole time, the Bears actually fell far behind the first morning a million years ago, five days ago, and then got joined the pack and it stayed a pack. It stayed a pack all day, all day long. Here's what the day looked like. Inspection, excuse me, silent breakfast was at 8.30. Inspection was at 9.45. There was a bead call. Bead call, for those of you who don't know, everybody wears these little bracelets that are called beads. And when you hear Eye of the Tiger and the Cannon, you have to run from wherever you are, sprinting up the hill to chicka 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 dun 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 as you come flying up the hill, the cannon's blasting. And you have to get your bead off your wrist and put it in one of the buckets, the bucket that is colored your team's color. So the bead call happened then. And then after that was the 14th tournament round, Bears versus Owls, Eagles versus Stags. The Rovers had climbing, archery, and darts. The Preps had basketball. The Middies had handball. The Minters had a track meet. The Satres had a swim meet. I, sh I have to stop here and say after last night's amazing uh, day of, of contest and the podcast, I stopped by the Satyrs basketball tournament and it was still going at 1030 at night. It was all of our oldest boys uh, and they were playing and every single game in every level of the tournament, they played to, to 22, was in the 18s, 19s, 21s or 22s when the game ended. That means every single game was decided by three or less points at all of the levels, semifinals, consolation, and finals. <clears throat> That's how tight that split was. Uh, and David Marmon sent his group into the semifinals with a banked three. I'm naming him because this is not a basketball player. That's the kind of contest in general this was. So that was actually last night, but I feel like I had to mention it. Anyway, Middies had a handball, Minters had a track meet, and Satris had a swim meet. And then at 11.30 right away, the 15th tournament round, which was around the bases for the Rovers, the Preps had handball, the Middies had football, the Minters had three-point shooting, and the Satris had dodgeball. And then everyone got up to the flagpole by tribes to watch the giant around the bases. Well, not the giant around the bases, the around the bases relay where four of the fastest staff members raced. And it is pretty fun to watch the very fastest of our staff run. I've already talked a little bit, and I often will wax poetic about what it's like to watch boys just run as fast as they can. And that's awesome, and I'm not taking anything away from it. But watching men who and women who uh, race as part of their college career or did, it's just a different thing. I mean, we have some extremely fast human beings here. Um, and one of them even tripped did a forward commando roll and came back to his feet without breaking stride, which I've never seen before. He also kept, he was even with that, was so fast. There were one-minute speeches by the Chiefs at lunch. They were all, of course, addressing what was coming next, which is that there was a half day left and it was still anybody's game. Anyone could win. Anyone. After lunch, instead of the 16th tournament round, we did Skin the Snake, which is an old traditional sort of human tank track thing. Uh, we did team photos, and then the 
oldest boys, the Satyrs, had tugs of war. Those were very competitive, and the Bears ended up on top of that. It was very hot, so we did not play this round. We canceled the entire early afternoon round, and everybody went down to the waterfront, and they could either be in the waterfront cooling off, or they could be practicing for their song, uh, the songs, which was coming up this evening. The Chiefs all unanimously agreed this was the right move. We all went down to the waterfront, and they got to be cooled off, and they got to practice. And then there was a little bit of team time, and then a silent dinner. Uh, and then there was a pretty amazing score that got read at that moment, which was all of the, the teams, it was revealed that all of the teams were within striking distance of each other, not just to win it, but to be within 25 points by the time it was all over. And I think that something you should know is that at lunch, basically 25 points separated the whole field. Uh, Excuse me, 46 points. I just read that. 46 points separated the whole field. Uh, But after lunch, the Bears were who were in third place at lunch. Not by much, but, but they were in third. They swept Skin the Snake. They also swept the Tugs the Satra's Tugs, and they won Satra's Handball. So they just started climbing. They just had a run. They went on a bear run. Um, there were still 470 points left on the board to be scored, and the bears just started clickety-clacking winning. Uh, and up to this point, the owls had been, if there was ever a front runner, they were the front runner, but that didn't stay. Today was a different day. So... Remember from yesterday's podcast that if any team at the end of the rope burn and the songs competition is within 25 points, it triggers a giant around the bases relay, which is what everyone is thinking of. And if you're a chief with a fast team, you're hoping, and you're behind, maybe you're the owls, maybe you're the stags or the eagles, you're hoping that that's going to be what happens. You're going to get pushed into that around the bases and you can maybe win. So, the Cobbacy fight song is first in songs. We all go down to the campfire bowl and we sit in these four quadrants. And the Cobbacy fight song was first. The Owls won, followed by the Bears, the Stags, and the Eagles. And the Alma Mater, the Cobbacy Alma Mater, was second. And it was the Eagles that won, followed by the Bears, the Stags, and the Owls. And there was the original song, which I thought were quite beautiful. There were some recordings uh, and so on of them. We will play them for you later. The original songs... One, the first team that won was the team that won was the Stags, and the Bears were second. Eagles and the Owls were, were fourth. I think it's important to note here that the, bear, the Bears got second in the fight song, the alma mater, and the original song. They also had swept all the other events that I just talked about. And then the rope burn happened. The Owls won almost immediately, followed by the Bears again getting second, followed by the Stags and the Eagles. Let's talk about rope burn for a second. You're going to see these photos eventually. But you have the entire camp over by Griff's house, just next to the campfire bowl, overlooking the water. If you're a kid, if you're a camper, a Cobbacy boy, you're looking at your fire team, and then if you lift your eyes to the horizon, there's all of Lake Cobbacy Conti. There are the dark wolf pines just on the edge of the lake. The waterfront is down to your right, and down to your left is the campfire bowl you were just singing in. And here you are. You have no idea what the scores results were from the songs. As far as you're concerned, anything could happen now, and you'd be right to think that. And there you are, watching your fire teams. Boys who are big enough, let's say you're 9 or 8 or 7. These guys are 16 and 15. Those are like demigods. 
and they're building these fires and you think to yourself, one day I might be building that fire. So the rope burn goes and it's owls, bears, stags, and eagles. Again, the bear is getting second. And they, the, final, the final rope is sundered by the flames and everyone is there and Griff gets out in front of the crowd and we saved some found sound for you. I'm just going to let you hear the results. Here's what it sounded like in real life. Eagles, 802.5 points. Stop. 838 points. Owls, 866.5 points. Bears, 802.5 the stags 838 the owls 866.5 and the bears winning tribal games 41 with 897 points just enough ahead of the owls to silence the challengers and not go to around the bases it was over it was over it was over the bears had won the Bears, the Cursed Bears, no longer cursed. First place, Tribal Games 41. I really can't say enough about the judges, the red team is what they're called, who did all the judging, all the uh, refereeing, and of course, also, just the stalwart nature of every single boy. Even the boys who maybe got to Cobbacy and weren't that into sports, they got swept up in the magic of it, in the majesty of five days of competition like this. And tomorrow there's going to be the day that the dreams come true, and there's going to be casino night, there's going to be some candy, and the next day is going to be packing day, and then the banquet, and then what do you know? You guys are going to be here and picking the boys up. But for tonight, it felt probably like this could go on forever. This place where you can watch 15-year-olds light fires, and you can score points that matter so much to your team, and you can be a member of something bigger than yourself and be relevant to that something that all happened in the last five days. And it really was, I've seen, this is my, my seventh one of these. And this was really something, how close it was, how good the leadership was. It was quite a tribal games. If you were here, Cobbacy families, you would be just as proud of these boys and these staff members and these leaders as I am. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for Boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, exhausted from their huge contest. They will nod off to sleep, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart.
Once more.